Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Sports Daily. Glad to be with you on this, what is it, Tuesday? Everybody, some people had a holiday yesterday, some people didn't. We didn't. We were with you yesterday Glad to be back with you today. It's Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage in hour number one. Tommy will join us in just a little bit. Happy to have a Paul Savage Tuesday here with you. The KFH hotline is open at 869-1240. Jad Chambers producing Manning that. We'll give away uh, some HTOT and coffee a little bit later. We'll tell you about a big giveaway we have coming up later. All kinds of good stuff today uh, to get to. A lot of stuff from yesterday to react to as well. Paul? Happy Tuesday. How are you? I'm doing just great. It's nice to be back on with you again. And Tommy's going to join us again. And the three amigos will be together once more. It's always a good time on these Tuesdays. Uh, They're no longer, you know, Dan Israel Tuesdays as the NFL season is officially behind us. And it's on to the next one. I want to get Paul's take on this offseason for the Chiefs. Priorities for Paul. We've laid those out for you. Uh, But what is Paul thinking about that in a very... A busy-to-come offseason for Kansas City. We'll get into that. We'll get into K-State last night. Um, We've got, uh, you know, coaching record book type things happening, which is always the place to bring in our resident historian, Paul Savage. The Royals, we didn't get to this yesterday, but they added another significant piece to the bullpen over the weekend. I want to touch on that as well as they continue their feverish offseason to try and put a contender on the field next year. Uh, and, and among other things, it's a busy show today, Paul. Uh, glad to be here with you. You fired up and ready to go? Ready to go. Let's do it. K-State probably is first on your agenda. Am I yeah, right is. or wrong on that it's one? It's topical. That's are you are you filled up? Uh, let me ask you this, too. Are you filled up on your Prairie Fire coffee? Paul's there in studio. Oh, you yes. know, I, yes. uh, it, we got There's always a big old tub of Prairie Fire coffee anytime you're in there that, you know, that we always appreciate having for the staff at Odyssey all across the building, so... Uh, you got your coffee, you got your caffeine. Here we go. That's right. K-State last night, uh, you know, that was going to be a tough test at Austin on a short turnaround from the TCU game. Um, I, you know, they lose by six. They cover the number. Uh, it was relatively competitive, although Texas, I think, controlled the game most of the way through. Three straight losses now for K-State. And I, I would say uh, in unlikely um, rest of the way to try to get into the NCAA tournament. It's not out of the question, 
by any means. That's the beauty of playing in the Big 12 is you always have a ton of games on the schedule that can help you out, and they'll have plenty down the stretch. You know, if they wanted to get to 500 in the conference, they'll have to finish 4-1, and one, uh, which seems daunting. Left on the schedule for K-State, home game against BYU, home game against West Virginia, road game against Cincinnati, road game against Kansas, home game against Iowa State. So in order to go 4-1, and one, not only do you have to beat BYU, you also will have to either come up with a win in Lawrence or a home win against Iowa State. So it, it's all daunting. And, and that's if you think 9-9 nine and nine is going to be good enough. I'm not convinced totally that it will be good enough. Uh, but that's been the target, I think, for Coach Tang and this coaching staff. Just a quick reminder of how disappointing and and gut-wrenching the loss to TCU is. You know, if they don't lose on that buzzer beater, it's it's quite a bit different here this morning. But the reality is, Paul, they've lost three in a row to three teams that are very likely going to be in the NCAA tournament. But it's tough sledding right now for the Cats, and, and the, their backs are as firmly against the wall as they have been all season. Well, that's exactly correct. But, you know, you look at this league, and I think to myself, you know, this is the best conference in America. Basketball-wise, this is as good as it gets anywhere in the country. And when I think of that, I think I think nine, ten teams. I think nine or ten. Both of these teams from last sure. night, Texas and K-State, I think are probably it. Now, Kansas State has got to make a case for themselves, I believe, and that is to win a few more games. The same goes with Texas. I mean, Texas is still six and seven uh, in the conference, and K-State's five and eight. You got to make a run. You got to win a few games. That being said, <clears throat> show me a game that, that they can't win on their schedule going out. And I mean anybody, and it doesn't matter who it is, even Houston. Houston can be beat. They've lost Houston's, you know, and really in charge of this league at this point. Well, very... Not at home they can't. Well, That's something to consider. You know, okay, uh, Houston, okay, good point. Houston good point. Iowa State, good and point. Kansas, Paul, have not lost home games. Right, good point. Very good so point. So those three of those teams have not lost a game at home. Here's what's wild about the league. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exclude West Virginia. Yeah, please do. The worst record at home in this league is 10 and 5. Even Oklahoma State who's really struggled this year is 10 and 5 at home this year. Right? So mm-hmm. you're looking at the worst record, the worst home record in the league this year is 10 and 5. If you again, excluding West Virginia who's their their season's been a disaster without, you know, Huggins and all those things. Paul, if I told you 10 teams are going to make the NCAA tournament, we would obviously support and be fine with that, right? Well, I Kansas think so, State's, yeah. I mean, I'd Kansas love to Kansas State see wouldn't it. be in. I, if they took 10, Kansas State wouldn't be in. Right, right. I mean, that's that's the reality. They're at 11 or 12 right now of 14. So even if it was 10, and I think it's more likely going to be 9 than 10. I hope it's 10. I think it should be 10, but that's a pretty big leap. I think it'll probably be 9. Even if it was 10, Kansas State's not in right now. And so it, it, as we look at the rest of their season – the problem for Kansas State, and we've mentioned this, but it's really coming now into focus. Of the 10 teams we think could get in right now, they're all within the top 40 of the net, right? So Oklahoma is at 39. Cincinnati's at 37. Texas is at 33. You go up to TCU, they're at 36, right? Everybody else is is quite a bit higher than that. Kansas State's down at 81, they're still even behind UCF there. So it will t- this is why I don't think that 9 and 9 is maybe even good enough because they have to jump one of those teams. 
They either have to jump Cincinnati, Texas, Oklahoma, or TCU if you're going off of the net rankings, which is what we're told to go off of. They're they're gonna have need they're gonna need to make up almost fifty spots in the net just to get to number ten. Remember, it's not by conference standings that we have to look at this. It's by that net ranking. It's by these metrics, the analytics, the things that the tournament committee uses. They've got to move close to 50 spots over one of those teams. So it's not only going to take a Herculean effort, I think, for K-State to win a bunch of games. It's going to take one of those teams falling hard down the stretch, too. I think both of those things would have to happen for Kansas State to be able to get in. That's what makes this so difficult. Gosh, I almost feel naive because I was going to make a comment about teams getting in, and, and, and you come with the analytics, and you got, and I know it's a lot of that. And yet I was going, and maybe this is naive on my part, but being a human being and wanting to see human beings still rule the world, no AI, please, no AI. AI can take your place, take my place. None of that, please. I was going to say part of the thing, part of the reason why K State gets in is, is the utter respect that everybody has for Coach Tang, and that will that's worth that's got to be worth ten points in the in the palm ratings, doesn't it? I mean, it's got to be worth something. Now I know that's naive. I know I'm being naive, and I know you're going to jump on me for being naive. But I kind of like now K State's got to help themselves. I, I like their chances of getting in if they win a few games. They win a couple of extra key games down the down the stretch. Of course, they've got to win some games. Right now, they're sitting at five and eight. Uh, uh, they're five and eight in the conference. I mean, that's not going to get it. You got to get at least close to to five hundred. But on the other hand, it's the best conference in America. There's nobody that debates yeah. that. Nobody. Nobody. And and so I'm gonna. I, I just want to take you through, Paul. The Athletic did a nice job with this last year, right. sort of studying the history of the net. Right. So historically. I mean, there have been teams in like the 30s and 40s that don't reach the NCAA tournament. There have also, on the other side of that, so at, you know, as of February of last year, so this does not include last year's tournament, but this was the research they did coming into this. Uh, St. John's was in 2019 got in with as these are at larges, right? These aren't just teams that won a tournament. Won a tournament. St. John's had a 73 and got in in a season. Wichita State actually had a 72 and got in. Uh, then Michigan, it's happened, it's happened, it looks like five times that a team worse than 60 in the net has been in, never a team higher than 73. Remember, K-State's at 81 right now, and the thing that got those in, according to their research, it was the amount of high-quality wins those teams had, quad one wins, that got them in. So despite that overall net rate, and that is where I think you hold out hope for Kansas State is that you've got these quality games left on the schedule plus a conference tournament. If they can collect a handful, and I'll just pull up the net rankings. I don't know how many right now. Um, let me just look and see how many how many quad one wins Kansas State has at this very moment because there is a chance, right, if this league is really, really good, Kansas State right now with quad one has two quad one wins. They have a ton of, you know, they're just six and 10 in quad one and two, but they do have two. So if they could pick up down the stretch, and I don't know what will constitute as quad ones, BYU at home probably does. Uh, Cincinnati on the, 
Cincinnati on the road will be close. Kansas on the road will certainly be there, and Iowa State at home might be. So you've got an opportunity, I I think, if I understand quad ones correctly, and it's really complicated. I think there are four quad one possibilities left on the schedule for them. So then you get into this question of, well, what if they end up with five or six quad one wins? Well, historically, that's been enough for teams. Michigan State in 2021 was 70 in the net. But they had five quad one victories. Um, Wichita State was apparently the outlier. They didn't have a ton of quad one and two wins back in 2021. Um, but when they got in. So it, it is, it's not an exact science, but it does, I think, paint a picture for K-State of what's out there and what has to be done in these final games. I don't think they're getting in unless they go four and one. West Virginia is sort of a throwaway game. It doesn't help you. So, you know, that means you got to go then three and one against BYU, Cincinnati, Kansas, and Iowa State. Two of them are at home. Two of them are on the road. They're going to have to win a, a really big road game for this, to, for this to work for them. You either have to beat Cincinnati or Kansas on the road. And you probably either need to beat BYU or Iowa State at home also, or both, quite frankly. If you're going to try to get in, I hope that they have a case and I hope that they can collect enough of these quad one wins. Well, really, I hope that the NCAA tournament just takes like 10 or 11 Big 12 teams. That's what I really hope because the league has been incredible this year. But I, it's the, the, that TCU game just keeps standing out to me, Paul, as one that, man, they they had to have that one. And we talked about it before and it's really, really hard, but they had to have that one and they didn't get it. And now it's just. It, it will take a really special effort late in this season to get them into the NCAA tournament. Well, and that's that's exactly right. And of course, you know Iowa State or Kansas, you got to have one of those wins at least. And right now, if, if you watched any of the game last night, which I watched a good chunk of, I mean, I, I watched enough to know that that Kansas State, as good as they are, and as good as I kind of want them to be, because I really enjoy Coach Tang the way he coaches. I enjoy. His relationship with the university, you know, I, I, I'm a big Coach Tang fan. And uh, as much as I want them in, you know, reality is is that eh, it may not be. I want them in. This is the best conference in America. I, I still think this conference is entitled, entitled to at least 10 teams because it's that good. I mean, there's going to be teams that go in, and we obviously know that on some leagues, a champion is going to go in. A champion of a particular league way down the row is, is going to get in, and they're not even close to being as good as K-State is. But K-State, when you look at this league, you know, there's some things that there are some problems. I mean, they're losing some games that that perhaps they, they need to win. I mean, they're 5-8 and eight in the conference, for goodness sakes. I mean, you got to do better than that. So I guess I'm just saying that I have hopes that they get in, but it looks like to me the league's only going to get nine in. And nine may be pushing it. It may be eight. I hope nine. Well, they'll have they'll have ten that have you know they'll have ten that have resumes. I mean, they'll have ten inside the top forty. If it stood right now, Paul, you'd have ten inside the top forty of the net playing in this league. Like there would be easily cases you could make. Like if I go back to that same article and look at the best teams to not make it um, by by that same you know scenario, right. If you look at the five highest to not make it, the most egregious was NC State had a net of 33. So you've seen teams, there's a 33, a 35, right. a 38, 
So you've seen teams in sort of that mid-30 area not get in. It happened to Texas in 2019. Right now, if you go in and you look at the Big 12, there are four teams in that stratosphere, right? In that sort of mid to high 30s. You've got TCU in there. You've got Oklahoma, Texas, uh, and Cincinnati. They're all in sort of that range in the 30s. Um, But if you go to quad one wins, Texas has four of them. Uh, TCU has three of them. Cincinnati has three. Oklahoma has three. Oklahoma's been worse than K-State in in quad one. So it'll be tough. I don't know if it's going to get to 10, but it'll probably be. That's why I think it'll be nine. I think they're going to leave one out. Right. And, and, you know, whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent is, I mean, we debate that every year. Right. you got to be better to be a slam dunk case. But K-State's behind all of them still. Right. But right, here's like, the problem. Here, here's the problem. The main problem is this league's beating each other up. I mean, this league is literally beating each other up. That's not a problem. Well, no, it, no, no. It's not a problem, Paul, because like it, that's how you can end up with a team who's tenth uh, right now in the Big Twelve, right? Tenth in the league still has a thirty-seven net ranking. So it's it's not it's it's a good thing as much as it's a problem. Because it allows you the possibility to collect quad one wins just about every night. Until you lose like that one, abi- you can't afford you know, to lose. I mean, until that Well, happens. but lot, we know we know that wins mean more than losses. Like, wins mean way more yep. than losses That's when right. they come down until, to these things. So like, it happens, yeah. Yeah, you a win is so much more valuable than a loss hurts you. We, we, we've seen that time and time again. So I would, I would take the other side. Like, you're... You'd like to be in the league where a bunch of teams are getting in, even though the path is difficult. It, you get chances to improve your resume every single night in this league, except for, you know, like home games against West Virginia. That's it. And and Oklahoma State. Every every other time they play, they're looking at an opportunity to boost that resume. So it's, it's an opportunity, too, for K-State here down the stretch. It's just three losses in a row. It makes it tough. Again, it's a TCU loss that is really stinging, I think, today. For right. Wildcat fans, it was at home. It was a buzzer beater. Those hurt worse. They've lost two buzzer beaters. They had that game on the road. We'd be having a totally different conversation if Tech didn't get them by a point on the road when K-State looked like they were going to win that game to open the Big 12. All the little things that are happening uh, that add up to those tournament resumes are fascinating. But they don't get it done in Austin last night. Uh, now they get a nice little stretch here to kind of chill and hang out uh, because that's you know you play the Monday that – it, and it comes when you get a home game against BYU. And if TCU was must win, BYU is is even more so on Saturday at Bramlage. A chance to beat those guys and get the resume. If they don't beat BYU, Paul, yeah, they're so, not getting in. They're the not tournament. getting in. Yep. No, there's there's they're no not, question. No matter what, unless they win the conference tournament, that'll be it. So we'll see. That, that adds the pressure there. It may have already happened. It may have been that way with TCU. But it's certainly that way this weekend with BYU. All right. When we come back, we'll switch to a little football talk. We have not heard from Savage on this Chiefs offseason. So if Paul is in charge, if Paul is in Brett Veach's chair with all the things that have to happen, Legarius Sneed, Chris Jones, a left tackle, a wide receiver, the two middle linebackers, all those things are there. How does Mr. Savage prioritize them? We'll remind you how I prioritize them, and we'll get into that. As we make our way through, I want to tell you about an opportunity you've got, though. KFH and Taco Bell have your chance to win a trip for two to the College Hoops Championship Tournament in Kansas City. It's March 13th through the 16th. 
to cheer on those Kansas schools or whatever school you might want to root for. The trip includes two all-session tournament passes and three nights hotel accommodations. To enter, simply text TBBIG to the number 20357. You want a complimentary breakfast burrito? Just go to kfhradio.com, click on the events page, download the voucher, and then head to any Wichita and surrounding Taco Bell locations with the exception of Hutchinson. Your chance to see the College Hoops Championship Tournament and snag a complimentary breakfast burrito from Taco Bell happens here on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Sports Daily. Paul Savage alongside me, Jacob Albrock. Tommy Castro will join us for hour number two. Jad Chambers producing. We'll have a giveaway of some HDO a little later in the show. Stay tuned to that KFH hotline at 869-1240. Paul, we've talked a lot, quite frankly, about this Chiefs offseason. I don't think we can talk about it enough because they are going to be trying to make history next year. I think it will be more difficult even than it was this year because I think there is more that they'll need to accomplish in the offseason. The task is tall. The free agent list is very, very, very long for this team. And so when you realize the names on that list uh, and and just, again, some of the headliners, and there's a ton of them, Chris Jones, Legarius Sneed, Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, Donovan Smith, uh, heck, even the way their special teams played this year, I think you put Tommy Townsend in there as somewhat of a priority at punter. Um all of these things loom for the Chiefs. They still have uh, room to grow at wide receiver. So if Paul Savage is sitting in Brett Veach's chair, with all that stands before uh, Brett Veach this offseason, where does Paul Savage go? I've told people here, Paul, that I would prioritize left tackle first. Uh, sorry, no. I would prioritize Legarius Sneed first, then left tackle, then Chris Jones, then... Wide receiver and linebacker are sort of a A-B situation to me. How does Paul Savage rank this for the Chiefs uh, to be able to need to go try to get that three-peat next year? What, did you include Chris Jones in your list? Are, or do you have yep, him? he's third. You have he's him third. third. I have him as first. But then okay. again, I know how – You know, to me it's important that, that you make the opposing quarterback uncomfortable. And of all the guys on the – on the Kansas City Chiefs roster that can make a quarterback of the other team uncomfortable. Chris Jones would be the guy for me because he does so many things other than also get sacks. He's great on the run, but we also know that that he he changes the pocket uh for you know for a quarterback to be able to step in because his ability to get pushed. You know all the things that we've talked about sure. over the course of this last season. Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. Oh, he could be he could be before it's all said and done, we may refer to him as the best three tech to ever play the game. Could be. I mean, we might. I don't know. He's got a ways to go because he's been some pretty good ones, by the way. Uh, but anyway, with that being said, Chris Jones is mine. My next one, obviously, is is an upgrade in receivers. You know, I don't know that there's anything wrong with the receivers, but sometimes you get something in your head. You still need to make a change. Uh, you've got to get some confidence back in that receiving core. I would take a look at the receiving core. I'm not even sure who who needs to move or, or stay or how you go about doing that. But, you know, psychologically, there's damage on that in that area of this football team. 
And I think even to the average fan, they would say receivers need something. I don't know what it is, but they need something. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to stay. Somebody's got to get better. Maybe it's a coaching situation. Maybe it's a position coach. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. And because, you know, it's hard for you and I to say because we're not there on a daily basis. I mean, we would see it if we're involved in, you know, the meeting room. Well, it would involved. start with catching passes. Right? Well, that would be thank the, you for you the know, obvious, th- Captain one, Obvious. One That's, thing that yes. might help is getting people that actually catch the ball. Well, um, you think? You think? Thank you for that. <laughs> Good lord! It's we're it's breaking too news, simplistic. Jed. To make a note on this, let's get let's get let's get a promo on that. We got to catch passes with the receivers. Did you mark yeah. that down? Yeah, yeah Jed yeah. marked that uh, down. Look, I, I, Paul, here's here's I I, I get it. You're right. Not Legarius Sneed. Well, he might be my third. I might come back to him. I'm coming back to him, but I'm just looking at the two. Here's op- here's what I want to get right, your ahead. thought on go this. Ahead. You've co- go you've, ahead. You've coached defenses, and I'm I'm I was curious about this. So. And because I think like the headline all off season because it's more high profile is going to be Chris Jones, but if you're like, if you can only pay one of an aging defensive tackle or one of the top young corners in football, you're more interested even with age as a factor well, in that you. defensive uh, I, line. Well, no, I get it. I, there's I, nothing I wrong love, with it. I, I just I I'm curious corners. from your perspective where you think the the bigger impact comes it will be fascinating the chiefs have another young corner who's fantastic who will be you know have to be paid in 2 years so it will be interesting to see because chris jones probably doesn't cost them whatever it ends up being wouldn't cost them for as long as legarius sneed potentially cost them and do you think that the chiefs are interested in tying up that much money in two corners, I'm not sure. It does get interesting, I think. Because Sneed, like Chris Jones, I don't think the Chiefs would ever do more than a two-year deal tops. They're not doing a long deal for Chris Jones at his age. Legereus Sneed, on the other hand, you're probably going to have to get into three or four years where he's pretty much guaranteed for at least that long, which then you've got to pay McDuffie in that many years. So I, I, that's why I'm so curious to hear your take on it. I don't think there's anything wrong with prioritizing Jones, but if you lose Snead, that's a huge loss. To me, he's top priority. I think he's more important to what they do. So I, that, that it, that's sort of where it gets into because to me, I just don't know if they can do them both, Paul. Mm-hmm. They got to get a left tackle. That's my that's I've got left tackle ahead of Chris Jones. You you got to f- make sure left tackle's okay. You can't roll into next season with a bad left tackle. You right. can't do it. I know, I know. And, and and we had this conversation on our last big chat with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, about the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked yeah, Dan about Israel w- last well, week. even with Dan Israel, and we talked about it several times. I think that in fact, I think we did talk about it with with Dan Israel. We talked about the fact that right now with the two corners that you have, and by the way, we made the point that, you know, you have a great corner, a truly great corner. You can man up somebody. You can take the best receiver that the other team has, put that corner on him, and take him out of the game. You have a football game that's 10 on 10. And when you have a football game that's 10 on 10, advantage goes to the defense. And that's what Kansas City has. In fact, they have two of them, don't they? They literally have two of them. I don't mind matching them up man-to-man on the two best receivers of whoever they play. They do a great job, and that's so important. And and we talked about how important that was. I would come to that as a third. Now, part of the thing is, is you're talking like Chris Jones only has got a couple of months 
to play. I mean, that's like he's, you know, will he even get through the rest of, you know, next season? I don't know. But, I mean, I, you take a guy like this who's such a great talent and a game changer. He changes everything. So, you still, I still am with Chris Jones. You, and I know he's getting older. But with old, with age comes a little bit of experience, and as long as he can physically do it, that's where I start. But I like your thoughts with with the two corners, and obviously, uh, Ladarius uh, Sneed will be the first one because his contract's now. It's happened. It's what's got to be taken care of. But you got to get him taken care of too, because I'll tell you what, he is the guy that makes it ten on ten. He's the guy that will make this. Uh, this, this defense be able to do a lot of things that if you can't cover, or you got to play more zone. Uh, you, you you know you're, you're there are things. You know when you play zone, you're limited on certain things. Correct? You understand what I'm saying in terms of, of blitz packages and how you do things and yep. what you can do with the backers. Steve Spagnola blitzes his corners. There's and, no and, doubt, and he likes to do those kind of things. So, but but that means you got to have at least one corner, at least one. Can't say he's got two, by the way, but you got to have at least one corner that can cover, and I mean cover the dickens out of somebody and take him out of the game, and that's and that's what Legereus Sneed is. That's why he's got to be paid. It's coming down to that. And, I mean, if you're going to pay, you know, if you're going to pay Mahomes, what was it? Close to, it was over a half a, a half a billion, wasn't it? It was over, I believe it was. Over a half a billion dollars, then then you've got to pay pay your corners, and you've got to pay your corners well because these are truly different maker, different makers. I know. On these, I, on I think team. they're the biggest reason the defense was so good this year, Paul. It was that secondary. Well, that's right. No, there's no question. And, and they and, and they weren't do... great against the run anyway. And, and Spags, they were one of the worst defenses in football against the run. And Spag and Spags, he understands that when you can play man, when you can play man, you can do things. And he likes to do things with backers, and he likes to, you know, he's a twist guy. He's a he's a bring somebody guy. You know, it's it's go let's go get. He, he's an aggressive coordinator. I would I think we can all agree with that. He falls under that category. And when you have corners that can cover man, you can do so much more than if you have to rely on zone. And you, and and you understand that. I think all of our our listeners are sophisticated enough to understand that. And so boy, oh boy, you're exactly right. Maybe I move up Ladarius Need uh Ladarius Need to uh, number 2. Maybe I move receivers to number 3. And here's why. Because it's so obvious what you got to do with receivers. I mean, well, you know. and it's and honestly, Paul, don't you think because Rashi Rice really developed over the course of this season that addressing receiver now seems far less difficult than it did when you know the Chiefs were at their most adversity this season. You know, sort of halfway through. At that point, it was like they got to go get the guy. But they may already have him. And so now addressing that position to me seems far less inexpensive than it did at one point. That's why I move it down the rung. There will be a good veteran receiver that wants to come play with Patrick Mahomes and take a shot at a ring. Don't you think? <laughs> I do. I don't know. That's it. I'll tell you what. Do you want to have a Hall of Famer throwing you the ball or do you want some rookie out of the draft throwing you the ball? Which do you want? Who do you want? I think everybody, every receiver – in in this league, would die for the opportunity to have Patrick Mahomes throw them ball, throw them balls because what he'll do he'll extend your career he'll up your numbers he'll ex- he'll make it uh, where you're going to make more money because of the results you're getting but that's partly because that quarterback can get the ball to you as a receiver 
So there's no question in my mind that there isn't a receiver in the league that wouldn't look and say, man, I'd like to play with Patrick Mahomes. Are you kidding me? And that's exactly what they would want to do. So you're going to go, you're going to go get some guys, and you're going to have some guys that want to come play because they understand not only do they have the best quarterback to play in a generation throwing you the football, but you have, some, you have a chance for some jewelry as well. There's going to be the chance that you're going to take home some rings, and that's what everybody plays for. Everybody plays for that. Now, money's important, don't get me wrong, and Kansas City will pay some of these really good receivers. Well, I'll tell you what, there's still a pride factor for all these guys. I mean, you want the ring. Got to have the ring. The ring's important. And because that's how you're like, you know, every great player, when you hear at a soup at a three-time Super Bowl champion, you know, that makes your head kind of, ooh, yeah, you get it. And that's what all these players want. You, you you hit on something right there. These guys, these guys want to win too. I mean, it's important. The money's important. Don't get me wrong. The money's important. Man, you want to win and you want those rings. It's all measured in rings. We don't say, you know, that guy's got that guy's got forty million dollars in the bank, do we? We say that guy's got three rings, don't we? That's how we that's how we well, I mean, guys. It, it is. And and look, it's gonna take players that have already been paid at some point, right? And nobody's doing this and foregoing that one big payday you might get in the NFL. I, I wanna keep this going. So you bring up the defense and and trying to weigh the importance of the defensive line to the importance of the secondary. Of course they go hand in hand. But just some things to think about with that. Let's take a quick break. I want to continue this conversation with Paul. I always love Paul's insight because he's coached defense at a professional level, at a college level, at all these levels, and I want to get his take on it. Uh, So we'll continue this conversation, the importance of Sneed versus Jones to this defense, because it may very well come down to that this offseason. Maybe they can get them both. That'd be awesome if they could. But can they get them both and, you know, the linebackers? We, I, w- I want to look at this and take you through some of it, and we'll get Paul's take. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side. It's Sports Daily. Don't go away. All right, welcome back in here to Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage with you through hour number one. Tommy Castor will join us in a little bit. All right, Paul. So when we look at the Chiefs defense, which was the best it's been in this era of winning, and we talk about trying to maintain it, you've got a lot of things happening here. You've got big holes to fill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply free agency and, and some of filling those holes will be returning what you have, but at all three levels. So you have Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed, who we mentioned. You also have Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil. I can almost guarantee you that that's not going to be the priority. Uh, Leo Chanel has been really good and, and they have Nick Bolton still. So I think we can realistically take it down to some conversation of Sneed and Jones and if you look at that, the, the secondary this year was fantastic. One of the best pass defenses in football. The versatility of those two corners allowed Spagnola to do so many things. The Chiefs' run defense was not good at all. Their pass rush, though, was really good this year. Second best in the league collectively as a team. 57 sacks, trailing only Baltimore. And so I, I just... I wonder, Paul, as we look at that, and Chris Jones had 10 and a half of them, by the way. Great number for a defensive tackle to have 10 and a half sacks. That's not an edge rusher. That's Chris Jones there in the middle creating that kind of pressure. So as we look at it, and if you're Steve Spagnola and you have to be the defensive coordinator, and let's just say you can only pick one. Maybe they can do both. That's obviously the best case scenario. But if you can only do one, which one of those things, if we, let's remove age, let's remove all of that, and say just for the three-peat next season, which is harder to do without? That dynamic, versatile corner or that impact guy in the middle of that defensive line that leads to so much quarterback pressure? Mm. Um, which is it if you have to pick one? Well, it's a degree of, to, you know, how good is each one of them? And these both these guys are I so I mean, you're dark. talking about all pros for both of them. You're, you're They're two of the best at their positions. Okay, well, you got to win the battle up front. So now I, we're not going to take into consideration the fact that uh, that Snead will have more years left in him. Right, right, right. Job. I'm saying oh, just, for just, for next, okay, just for the three Pete. Okay, just for the Snead makes to me Snead makes more sense on the on the length part because he's just young. Right, because he's but young. But if we're just talking about the three Pete next year, which honestly this is a unique situation where the Chiefs do need to consider that, right? Like. You're talking about taking a shot at history here, at doing something nobody's ever been able to do. 
So I do think that matters. Like what I think short term is probably more more important now than it would normally be. If that is the case, my friend, I think what you look at is physicality of a football team. And Chris Allen at this point gives or I mean Chris Jones gives you that chance to to be more physical than with a great corner. Because without without being physical up front, you know, teams are going to run the ball, they're going to do some things that aren't that, that, that they'll be able to take away uh, a, a guy like Snead, his ability to defend and, and, and do whatever they, they want to do. If you can run the ball, who cares how good your corner is? So, and, and corners are, are never really known for making tackles and they're not going to come over and, and make plays on, you know, zone cutback, are they? That's not going to happen. So you got to start with the rock and the rock of most football teams are going to be physical up front. I'd go ahead and take Chris Jones. I mean, if we're talking about the three-peat, Chris Jones is more important than Snead. Now, in the long run, I don't know that that's the case. And, and as you've said, one's younger than the other. One has more years than the other. Both of them are, are all pros. Both of them have that potential. Well, Chris Jones is already, I think, uh, uh, well on his way to a trip to Canton, Ohio. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're jumping the, the shark a little bit with – uh, with Snead, you know, talking about Canton, Ohio, I don't think that's appropriate at this point. Oh, no, yeah, no. Not, not, yet, not yet, not yet. One of these days we will, but not yet. We might. Yeah, we but might. I got to be physical up front, man. I mean, I've got to I've got to dominate teams at the line of scrimmage, or you can't win football games. So I go with Chris Jones, and, and I know there's going to be people that debate me on that, and, and they, they will make great arguments. But, man, you got to be physical. In the NFL, mm-hmm. Jacob, you got to be physical. Well, Snead is physical. He's as physical as you get. Well, at his but he's position. not physical where it counts, and that's in the line of scrimmage. You got to. You got to. You just have a soft spot for D right. linemen. That's what it is. <laughs> well, okay, okay. You got me. You got me. All right, but anyway, that's... which is totally fine. Which right. is totally right. fine. But the... I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm thinking of this more big picture. Right, like well, for me, I do then, look then, at it big picture. Well, then youth has something to do with it, then, right? That's what you're saying. Certainly, y- young but young I talent do wonder, is. Okay. I wonder how the Chiefs prioritize this. I I know Chris Jones is saying he's going to be back. All of these things, I'm not convinced Chris Jones takes a team friendly deal until he takes a team friendly deal. He literally held out last year, so I you know like I I if he can say that, I hope he does. That would be awesome. Because it means both of those guys could come back. But I got to see it to believe it, right? We just saw him hold out. I, I'm I'm glad at, you know, at, at on the field of the Super Bowl when everything's happy and on the stage of a celebration of a parade that he says he's coming back. But, you know, the business gets in the way. We know Sneed's not giving him a discount. He said essentially just pay me, right? Like he's getting his check. He's getting his payday. And he's never had one. He deserves it. He's earned it. He was a late draft pick. Dude's never been paid. So he deserves to get paid. The other possibility is they franchise tag one of these guys, Paul, which is probably the most likely scenario. Can they franchise tag and keep the other? I think, you know, Chris Jones, like, hey, man, that franchise tag worked out for you pretty well last year. We're going to franchise tag you again. We'll give Snead the long-term deal. Everybody wins here. But Chris Jones showed last year that he's willing to hold out because of a franchise tag. So he probably isn't going to do that. I don't know. It's it's fascinating because all of this matters, Paul, because it's not like those are the only two things they have to do this offseason. 
Well, owner, right? They have about a billion things. Right. And to me, left tackle is more important than both of them. Well, I don't know about that, but it is. Of course, it's important. But right now, we can make a blanket statement. Older guys don't like franchise tags. They want their money, and they want it for a well, long-term long deal. They want right, long-term yeah. money. So a franchise tag will probably not work well with Chris Jones at this point. Like you said, it didn't work that well last year. And maybe year. it works for Sneed. I mean, but maybe Sneed, because his number, I don't know what the tag number is for corner, but it's going to be high. It's going to be very high. Well, for him particularly. Uh, so maybe that... Maybe that worked. Well, it's it doesn't matter if it's him or anybody else. If you franchise tag, you get the average of the top five players at the position. So, I, or, I, you know, I, you got to find a left tackle, though, Paul. Like, they ain't going to let Patrick Mahomes catch that blindside pressure all right. year. Yeah, we haven't even talked they, about that hardly, have we? Well, they'll prioritize that over the other two. I don't know if it's as expensive, but they're going to go after a left tackle. They always do. They always have. They always will. Because, and of course they should. Paul, Patrick Mahomes, most important thing to the franchise. What's the second most important thing to the franchise? Keeping him healthy. That's exactly right. 869-1240 is the number to call. Let's give away some HTO on the way out. Would you like a free iced tea or would you like a free brew house coffee? You can get your hands on an opportunity to get one of both right now. First caller to the KFH hotline, 869-1240. The free iced tea, more than 26 flavors, good for either Wichita location or in Derby. The free coffee, good for Derby or the East Wichita location. Good luck, everybody. Jad will get us a winner. We'll come back. Hour number two coming up. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 